Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 77 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we're going to be talking about cubital tunnel syndrome, you know, ulnar nerve neuropathy. We've all had it. Uh, we've all hit our funny bone, and uh, it's not so funny. And uh, today we're going to talk about what it is, what are the most common causes, and how to treat it. But before we get started with that, I'd like to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Thank you for being with us. Um, you know, it's uh, this is going to be a somewhat of a tough podcast for me. I just came off of five days of sleeping in a hotel. We just did a, uh, a two-day CME course, one on the cervical spine and lumbar spine, all in one day with some great guest lecturers. And then we did um, a shoulder CME um, with a, an orthopedic surgeon who helped us out. We did a, a cadaver dissection, and um, the rest of the class was evaluating of shoulder dysfunction, talking about everything from adhesive capsulitis to impingement syndrome and rotator cuff tears, and um, then talked about, you know, treatment techniques, uh, postural reeducation, and a bunch of stuff. So, I'm pretty beat. My uh, my throat is uh, is uh, pretty sore, and uh, you, you probably noticed that I don't sound the same as I usually do. But, you know, I got done this course and I was so excited. I was so excited about the enthusiasm from the class, um, you know, the the great questions that people was, were asking, and then the great guest lecturers that we had who really took a lot of precious time out of their schedule to help us out, to, to help educate and bring this better self sense of confidence um, with our orthopedic evaluation skills. And even some of the, some of this was neurologically oriented and uh, we started to get a lot more comfortable with that. So um, while we are on that, I had already um, picked out cubital tunnel for today. I wasn't going to do it, but I said, you know what, this is, I, I just love doing this. And um, I, I love the contact and communication we have with all the people connected with orthopedic, um, ortho Valpal and main orthopedic seminars. There I am getting my words mixed already. Um, so today, let's talk a little bit about cubital tunnel syndrome. Okay, so we are, you know, we're all familiar with this. We've all hit our quote unquote funny bone. All right, this ulnar nerve uh, sits just posterior to the medial epicondyle and just anterior to the olecranon of the elbow. Um, this is one of two areas where the nerve is most exposed uh, in the body, you know, and the next one is the peroneal nerve um, with the common peroneal, which sits just posterior to the uh, proximal um, 
fibular head and, um, you know, are very, very susceptible to being injured and uh, even for long periods of time. So don't think that just hitting that, uh, that quote unquote funny bone just one time will go away and everything will be fine. The more that happens, uh, the more scar tissue you develop in the area, the more sensitivity you have to the nerve. And if you damage that nerve enough, uh, you'll end up with, uh, you know, weakness. Uh, okay, well, for those of you who are uh, watching the video, you can see that my... Uh, uh, I have had some ulnar nerve issues uh, from when I was a child. And um, for those of you who are listening, I'm not able to uh, abduct my uh, fifth, my fourth finger and adduct my fifth. So it kind of stays separated a little bit. And so uh, it always has been kind of a pain in the butt. Uh, but so let's, um, you know, what causes cubital tunnel syndrome? Well, number one, you know, lots of compression. So people who sit their elbow on the corner of a table, let's say, and they're working at a computer and they're on the mouse maybe a lot. And that table is pushing right in that ulnar groove. Um, that can, can be a source of problems. I have struck mine. I kid you not two dozen times in the last 10 years. Uh, and every time I do the paresthesias last longer and, um, they just, it seems to, um, affect it for such a, uh, a much longer period of time than other activities that cause a significant amount of flexion at the elbow and stretch on the ulnar nerve, such as, you know, front rack position uh, when you're doing some squats, holding a bar in front of your chin and getting the elbows up, really get that ulnar nerve in a, in a highly stretched position. And also, you know, sleeping with the arms in a flex position. And we all do it. You know, nobody, rarely do people ever sleep with their arms straight out. They like to flex them, flex the wrists, flex the the elbows. It's kind of that fetal position that we all find comfort in. And uh, these prolonged positions of flexion can cause some irritation to that region. And then you can have problems like, you know, um, space occupying lesions like a bony growth. Uh, you can have uh, some uh, spurs that occur in the area or even have a tumor in the region. So it's very important that, you know, when you uh, evaluate patients, you actually palpate that region. So what are some of the symptoms? Well, you can have medial elbow pain. Uh, you could definitely have um, paresthesias in the medial elbow all the way down to the fourth and fifth uh, fingers. And um, you can even see some muscle wasting sometimes in the intrinsics. And uh, that can be a problem. And so what I want to do is um, I want to just take a, a few seconds uh, before we get into um, other evaluation uh, techniques and uh, treatment, I want to just take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit easyslant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. All right, welcome back everybody. Now that my voice has had a chance to rest for a few seconds. Um, you know, when we evaluate the ulnar nerve, what we should do is start with palpation to that ulnar groove, all right, and make sure that you're in the groove. 
Um, if you do something like gripping, grasping activities or resisted wrist flexion and they have pain, you need to make sure that pain isn't coming from the medial epicondyle or the flexor mechanism and also resist pronation because that pronator sits just posterior and, and superior to uh, the flexor component and uh, the flexor mechanism that attaches to the medial epicondyle. So resist super, resist pronation and resist wrist flexion. If those cause pain, you need to be looking at a musculotendinous issue. But then what you do is you just go posterior to that medial epicondyle. You'll fall right into the groove. Now, some people have discomfort in the groove, but others will have pain that may migrate down um, toward the forearm a little bit, palpate that region, um, and you may feel like a little lumpy area, maybe like some scar tissue. Um, and there could be scar tissue in that area that is giving that ulnar nerve some compression. Then you should also palpate the ulnar nerve proximally. We have seen some people who have had uh, irritation where the band of the tricep extends over to the medial epicondyle and the ulnar nerve can get entrapped there. You see this a lot in pictures. And so, um, I would palpate up to that region. Now, remember, this is a very, this is a very exposed nerve. A lot of hard palpation will cause some irritation. So, you know, make sure you compare both sides uh, to see if they are both equally tender or if they increase the paresthesias. The other thing you can do is um, do a little tenels, do a little tap in that ulnar groove and see if that increases some paresthesias into the fourth and fifth fingers. The other thing you could try is the scratch collapse test. And what I will do is um, I'll put up a video of the scratch collapse test. Um, I find this to be uh, super interesting. I cannot explain why it works, but uh, there is some literature out there that, that shows that it's quite effective in identifying um, compressive nerve lesions. So uh, make sure that you um, check that out. And if you don't get a chance to, what you do is basically place the uh, elbows next to the side, put the arms in the 90 uh, degree position at the elbows, just like you'd be testing external rotation. So what you do is you test the affected side, you test external rotation strength. And then what you do is you give a scratch to the um, cubital tunnel, and then you retest external rotation. Now, some people who have quite a bit of compression will actually lose their ability to hold that arm in the externally rotated position, and the arm will give in. And it's quite impressive when you see it, and it's and and patients will look at you like you have three heads uh, because they'll be like, well, I was just thinking of holding, but I couldn't do it. Whatever you do, don't tell your patient ahead of time, though, that you're doing the test. So uh, make sure that um, you give the scratch, you check external rotation again, and uh, see if they have any weakness there. That could be a sign that they have some ulnar nerve compression. Um, and then the other thing I like to do is take the arm, and I like to flex the shoulder, flex the elbow at the same time, kind of like they're reaching back for their scapula. Um, and um, you know, they, that can cause some irritation, increase some paresthesias. And so I would check that also. So what do you do? How do you treat cubital tunnel syndrome? Well, number one, you want to protect this thing. Okay. You want to get a cushiony um, heel pad. Or I mean, not heel pad, but elbow pad. I say heel because I like to use a product called a heel bow. It's a nice, soft material. 
It's a sleeve you pull over the elbow and it has this really, really thick cushioned pad, especially for anybody who's going to drive for a long period of time and maybe the elbow is on an armrest or they're going to be working at a computer and mousing a lot and the elbow is sitting on the corner of a desk. Um, you want to protect that nerve. You want to decrease the trauma to that nerve. All right. Um, night splints can be helpful. You can um, have a fabricated splint uh, or you can even purchase them where they keep the elbow in about uh, 30 degree position of flexion. So the elbow is almost straight out, but not completely. And it prevents the arm from coming into a fully flexed position. So they're not sleeping with it on tension all night long. Um, you know, you can do modalities, help decrease inflammation, such as iontophoresis, pulse ultrasound. I also uh, have been doing a lot more with nerve gliding activities, uh, like neural flossing exercises that help to improve the mobility among scar tissue and fibrous um, myofascial tissue. And sometimes just getting that nerve to glide a little bit better works uh, really well. Um, oral medications can help decrease that uh, inflammation in the area. So non-steroidal anti-inflammatory inflammatories can help. And then, um, you know, getting an EMG study done. Like I like to treat these conservatively first before I get too excited about sending people to surgery only because if, you know, if you do have surgery, some people will do a transposition, which means, you know, take off the, um, the, the pronator and then uh, place the uh, nerve in a non-compromised position, put the pronator back on. Now we're not only, um, you know, working against the surgical site, but you know, we have now a reconstructed soft tissue that we have to be worried about uh, re-rupturing. And so we don't uh, we don't want to go there unless we absolutely have to. Um, there are some people who have just decompression surgery where they clean the scar tissue out uh, along the ulnar nerve, and that uh, can prove to be uh, quite beneficial. But if you don't do anything with the patient afterwards, they're going to scar back down. So you need to get these folks back into therapy uh, after they've uh, had surgery and start mobilizing that nerve so it doesn't start to scar and cause uh, more uh, problems. So one thing that I usually tell people, if you've seen patients or if you're seeing a patient who has had a transposition, um, make sure that um, you understand what has been transposed. And if it was the pronator, you want to avoid um, a resisted pronation or passive supination type activities. And um, But again, you want to get that neural mobility um, back on track. Um, so, you know, prior to surgery, uh, you know, having an EMG can be helpful to find out what the extent of the compression is. So that's, you know, a, a really good test for this. And if you're suspicious, like we have seen patients patients. Um, I saw somebody last year who had a very palpable lump and uh, spurring in the cubital tunnel. And so he underwent uh, an MRI to find that there was some significant scarring and space occupying, um, quote unquote, uh, material or spurring in that region that needed to be surgically uh, cleaned out. And so um, you know, and, and make sure, uh, one more thing, make sure that you uh, clear the cervical spine. That is very, very important. Uh, we reiterated this in my in our courses recently that you need to be able to do a good upper extremity reflex testing. Um, I always tell people practice, 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 practice on the um, people you work with, practice on your administrative assistants, practice on your boss, practice on your family members, but practice reflex testing because 
You can oftentimes um, rule in or rule out uh, cervical nerve root compression issues that uh, can sometimes uh, look like an elbow problem. So make sure that you take that into consideration uh, when you see people with cubital tunnel syndrome. So folks, um, I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, as much as I have, uh, you know, I just... uh, I'm just enjoying this, and uh, I hope that we can continue to bring great content to you um, for a good long time to come. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. I have some new uh, episodes coming up. And um, if you have any questions, please contact me at orthoevalpal.com. Make sure that you go to iTunes, give us a rating and review. We would love a testimonial, um, good or bad, you know, because um, if we are going to continue to bring you content, we want to make sure that you're happy with that content. And if there are any um, subjects that you would like me to talk about, uh, let me know uh, on the website and uh, on our Get In Touch page, and I will do my very best to uh, get some information out to you. So again, folks, thank you very much and have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.